Good morning. And happy Thanksgiving. Good to see all of you here this morning. Welcome to any guests that we have. I see we have some up front here, Dean and Cheryl's family here, so welcome here and welcome to 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 any other guests that are here. Also want to welcome those who are watching our service. We're glad that you've joined us as well as those who will be listening later on. Each year when Thanksgiving weekend rolls around, we focus on the many things that we're thankful for, and we have much to be thankful for. We're thankful for the harvest that's coming in from our fields and from our gardens. We're thankful for places of work, and for some of us, that's places of work that we used to have. We're thankful for a beautiful summer that we've been able to enjoy, and what a difference from the drought we had a year ago. So that was great. We're thankful for families and friends. We're thankful for health, and the list could go on. When life is going well, it's easier to be thankful. When we're going through difficult circumstances, possibly health-related, loss of a loved one, maybe financial difficulties, or a number of other things, it can be more difficult to have a thankful heart. Whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, we can be assured of God's love and faithfulness. It's always there. It's always the same. He's always with us. Amen. Yeah. And that's something to be thankful for. So for an opening scripture, I'd like to read Psalm 100. It's a familiar psalm to many of us. It's a psalm of praise and a psalm of thanksgiving. So Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. If you're able, I'd ask you to stand as we pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for who you are. We thank you that you are God and that there is no other. Lord, you have always been and you always will be. We thank you, Lord, that we can come before you in worship. We thank you for your love and faithfulness. We thank you, God, for your many blessings. We thank you for Jesus and that he was willing to take the burden of our sins upon himself when he went to the cross. Thank you, God, that our sins have been forgiven. Lord, as we spend this time in worship, 
We thank you for your presence, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'll ask the ladies to lead us in singing. The rest of you can be seated. Thank you. If you'd like to stand again, please stand with us. We plow the fields and scatter. We plow the fields and scatter the good seed on the land. But it is fed and watered by God's almighty hand. He sends the snow in winter, the warmth to swell the seated for the next songs. So you'll find the next songs in your bulletin. Shout to the Lord. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter, tower of refuge and strength, let every breath, all that I am, never cease to work. 
mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. I sing for joy at the work of your hands. Forever I love you, forever I'll stand. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter, tower of refuge and strength, let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship you. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your Today we think about all the things we are grateful for and thankful for. So this song talks about that. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to 
the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks. Give thanks. We'll just take a minute to look over some of the things in our bulletin. There are Many important announcements in the bulletin. I'm only going to highlight a few of them, so I encourage you to read through the bulletin on your own. Uh, there is no adult Sunday school today, so that's for the men and the ladies. No adult Sunday school today. It will resume again next Sunday. Under this week at Winklerberg Teller, just a reminder that our church office is closed tomorrow for Thanksgiving Monday. Take note of the other events that are happening during the week. Our missionaries of the week are Don and Sharep. Uh, they left or returned to the Philippines last Sunday. So let's continue to remember them and pray for them. Um, we have a nice Thanksgiving display here in the foyer and uh, throughout the year um, our, our decorations changed so we were thankful for Sue and Fervel, who uh, have taken that on, who do that. It's a missions opportunity. Uh, if you are able to help with reshingling a cabin at Winkler Bible Camp, Myron Dirksen would appreciate your call, so let him know. Uh, and bottom of the page, there's a drive-through mission supper, and uh, the committee is asking for your help with fruit, food preparation and cleanup. So there's a sign-up sheet in the side foyer. So if you're able to help with that, please, uh, please do. At the bottom of page three, we have uh, persons with health needs and boundary trails. We have Rita Friesen, Tina Suderman, and Sadie Weeb. Uh, Marge Martins has been able to return home. Uh, she's recovering at home, so we're thankful for that. Nettie Jansen is in Carmen Hospital, and Gordon Peters is in the Health Science Center. On page four, I'd just like to, we have several expressions of sympathy, so I'd like to read those uh, now. Peter L. Suderman passed away on Thursday, September 29th, and his funeral was held last Sunday. He was the husband to Meg and father to Lyle and Carol Suderman, was also a brother to Doreen and Alvin Hildebrand, brother-in-law to George and Margaret Enns, and Lydia Zacharias. And Liz Cool passed away on Thursday, September 29th, and her funeral was held on Tuesday, and she was a sister-in-law to Jake and Irma Fraze. And then Menno Jansen passed away on Saturday, October 1st, and his funeral was held on Friday, and he was the husband to Nettie, brother-in-law to Tina Dirksen, Betty Dirksen, and Mary Ann Dirksen. So let's continue to remember these folks. Ushers, if you're ready, I'll call you forward. On page six, we have a list of residents of personal care homes who are affiliated with our church. So let's take note of those names. We have two inserts in our bulletin. Uh, one is for the Missions Fall Supper, so all the details are given there about that. And another insert about Operation Christmas Child, 
So please read that and help as you are able. Let's bow to pray. Our Father in heaven, we come before you. And Lord, we thank you again for your many blessings. And God, as we celebrate Thanksgiving this weekend, help us to be mindful that all that we have comes from you. We thank you that you are blessing our farmers with a good harvest. And Father, we pray for safety for them as they continue their work. We thank you for family and friends and for the many get-togethers that uh, are happening uh, during this time. We thank you for the communities that we live in. God, we ask for your wisdom and guidance for those who govern our communities, our province and our country. Help them that they would make good decisions as they lead us. Lord, we thank you for our missionaries. And today we pray for Don and Shar. We thank you for the time that they were able to be here among us. We pray that their transition back to the Agta village would go smooth, that their house would be available to them, and that it would be in good condition. And Lord, we pray for your blessing on the work that Don and Shar and their co-worker are doing as they bring the gospel to the Agta people. Father, we bring before you those who are dealing with illness and ask that you would grant your healing. We pray this for Rita Friesen, Tina Suderman, Sadie Weeb, Nettie Jansen, and Gordon Peters. As well, Father, we pray this for a number of others who are at home and dealing with illness of some kind. Continue to be with those from our church who are residents in personal care homes. And we thank you, Lord, for the good care homes that we have in our communities and for the staff who look after the residents. Lord, we pray for those families who've lost a loved one recently. We think of the family of Peel Suderman, the family of Liz Cool, and the family of Menno Jansen. Lord, may each one know your comfort and your peace. God, we thank you for this church and we ask for your continued help and guidance as we seek to be faithful to you and to your word. Father, as Pastor Dean brings the message this morning, give him the words to say and give us hearts to hear what you have to say through him. And now as we give our offering, Lord, we thank you again for your many blessings. And we pray that this offering would be used to further your kingdom. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Please join us as we sing, I will praise him still. The song is in your bulletin. Trials come and my heart is filled 
Scripture reading today is taken from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. This past week, Marge Martin had taken a fall in the Gretsch, and then she was taken to the hospital and placed in observations. I visited her the next day, and all that I can say is all that she had on her lips was words of thanks and praise to the Lord. I was so encouraged listening to her. Here she had a big goose egg at the back of her head and possible bleeding on her brain. And she had nothing to say except praise to the Lord and being thankful. And I thought to myself, I can take a good lesson from that. When things go bad, am I as thankful as that? When things go bad, are you thankful that God in his mercy, has still allowed you and I to live. Don McAuliffe tells this story about a trip to Africa that he had taken. The Presbyterian missionary I visited in Ghana, he says, told me an interesting thing about the Presbyterian church in Ghana. The Presbyterians are the largest Christian group in that country. 
The church was established over a hundred years ago by Scottish Presbyterians, and their worship service is very much like the Scottish Presbyterian service. Recently, they had have allowed the African traditional experience in the worship service at the offering time. At the offering, they let the people dance. The, that's part of the African culture in religion, religious spiritual worship. They let the people dance as they bring their offerings forward. The music is going and they individually turn it into a production as they bring their offering to the offering plate. They take their time too. The offering could go on for a long time because as they are dancing, they are making their way down the aisle. It is only, it's the only time in the service when they smile. I thought, how interesting. The only time in the service when they smile is when they are giving their money, close quote. Well, it's not our custom or our culture to do that. But these people were thankful because they were smiling as they were giving to the Lord. As they gave their money to the Lord, they didn't think of it as a burden or a chore, but as a joy. That's the reason why they were smiling. They were thankful for all that God had given them, and this thankfulness was found in their hearts. This morning, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, we want to focus on the fact that thankfulness comes from a giving heart. Really, thankfulness comes from a giving heart. It is a byproduct. As we give, there is joy that comes within our hearts. So, take your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 15. From these 10 verses, we learn three essential truths about thankfulness comes from a giving heart. Thankfulness comes from a giving heart. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we pause before you, we give you thanks. Because we know that as we give like you have called us to, that you have first given to us. And because of this, we can give to you. Lord, as we give back to you, help us to give out of a heart of thanksgiving. And that joy would fill our hearts. Whether it is through the finances we give, whether it is through other resources, our time, our energy, or whatever you have blessed us with. Help us to realize that as we give back to you and we minister to others, you will fill our hearts with joy. And for this, we are thankful. Amen. Thankfulness comes from a giving heart. And it comes from a giving heart, number one, when we understand the principles of sowing found in verses 6 through 8. Thankfulness comes from a giving heart when we understand the principle of sowing, verses 6 through 8 of 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Let me read verses 6 through 8. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. 
And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Close quote. Paul wants to impress upon his readers that to give is to sow. To give is to sow. When you sow, it does not mean that you are losing something, but instead gaining something. As the Corinthians were giving to support the poverty-stricken churches in Jerusalem and Judea, and I'll talk a little bit more about that further on in the, the message, they could anticipate a blessing from the Lord because they were ministering with what their gifts or with what gifts they had to help others. If we sow sparingly, we can also to expect to reap sparingly. Now, every farmer knows that when he goes out to sow, he must plant the total amount for a, a, a total amount to produce the whole crop. If he only plants a quarter or even half, that's exactly what he will get. If you sow only a quarter, if you sow only a portion or half, that's what you will receive. The same is true in the spiritual realm in regards to giving to God. To give is to sow. To give is to sow. In verse 6, Paul tells his readers that each man should give as he has decided in his heart. In other words, this is not something that is done at the last moment when all monies have been spent. But like the farmer who plans beforehand what to plant and how much, we ought to prepare to give accordingly, beforehand. The Lord ought to receive the first fruits of what we receive. The scriptures tell us that, and not the leftovers. When we map out and prepare, we will not give reluctantly, and we will not give under compulsion. Remember that God loves a cheerful giver, verse 7, which happens when we plan to carry out what we, pardon me, it happens when we plan and then carry out what we have planned. The exciting part of this is that God is all-powerful. He really is. So when it says in verse 8 that God can make all grace abound and provide all provide for all of one's needs, then we do not worry about anything. As we give, God will see to it that our needs are met. He will see to it that we are taken care of. As a matter of fact, we are created to be givers. And many of us, as we give, we will experience great joy. When we do, it is something, um, something to give from the, or it comes from the inside. Two weeks ago, Agnes Hofcraft went home to be with the Lord. Now, Dennis Thiessen told me that when his mom was having a bad day, what she would do is she would go out and help something less fortunate. By doing this, she not only encouraged the other person, but she herself was encouraged and received the blessing as she gave to others and helped them.
Agnes was living out the first principle found in verses 6 through 8. Thankfulness comes from a giving heart when we understand the principle of sowing. That principle is when we give of our time, we give of our talents and our treasures and minister to others, God will also meet our needs. Now we come to the second truth and principles. Thankfulness comes from a giving heart. Number two, when we understand that God is a supplier. When we understand that God is the supplier, verses 9 through 11. Occasionally we work hard and we think sometimes that we have what we have because of our energy. And yet we realize if God's blessing wasn't in it, there would be nothing there. Also, we must realize that the energy and also any resources or any abilities that we have have all been given to us by God. Verse 9 tells us, verses 9 and 11 of 2 Corinthians chapter 9 says this, As it is written, He has scattered abroad His gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for their food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. We must take note that these verses that God that in these verses that God is the one who is the supplier of everything. He is the one that gives everything to us. A matter of fact, we don't even own ourselves. It is God who's created us. And because he has created us, he, we belong to him. Secondly, we have been bought back. If you're a believer in Christ, we have been bought back, not with silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. God owns us. And we come before him knowing that God has given not only, uh, not, have, not only has God given us our bodies, but he has given us everything. Now the scripture says God has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. In biblical times, farmers planted by having a sack on one side, going through the field and just throwing and scattering the, ground, the, the seed by hand. The picture here is of God's hand being generous. The picture here is of God's hand being generous as he gives gifts to the poor. This happens because God is righteous and his giving is expressed in this way. As we can see from the second truth and principle, thankfulness comes from a giving heart when we understand that God is the supplier, when we understand that God is the supplier. If he is the supplier, we do not have to worry. All we have to do is to invest our time, our talents, and our treasures in doing the work that he has given us and called us to do and God will supply our needs and also the results. In other words, when we're serving God and we have given him everything, we let him take that and God will bring the results. 
It's not our doing. It's not our giving. It's God working through us. We're only the conduit. We are only the vessel. We are only the container that holds the Lord, but it is God who does it. Now we come to the third truth and principle of thank thankfulness comes from a giving heart, which is number three, which brings thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. It really does. Thankfulness comes from a giving heart, which brings thanksgiving and praise to the Lord, verses 11 through 15. Listen as I read these verses that the Apostle Paul has written to the church. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity results in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Close quote. Now here is the background to what Paul addresses here in the second letter to the Corinthians that he is writing. During the reign of Emperor Claudius, um, from 41 to 54 AD, there was a severe famine in the land of Judea among the Jewish churches. Paul and Barnabas canvassed the Gentile churches in Antioch and Galatia to bring relief to the suffering believers. When the church at Corinth heard about this, they too wanted to join in, and they did join in by giving freely to the churches who were suffering from the severe famine that was upon them. Acts chapter 11, verses 27 through 30, Galatians chapter 2, verse 10, and 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 through 4, speak to this and how also the Macedonian churches, more Gentile churches, also came along and began, began to help the Jewish church that was found in Jerusalem and Judea. They all joined in the ministry. Now listen again to what Paul says in verse 11 in, in 2 Corinthians. He says, you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. 
Being rich in every way, not just material things and not what you think that we get more and more money if we give. The whole idea is that we have been blessed in so many different ways. So many. God has given us gifts that we can use to serve one another and people that are hurting. God has given us time if we simply take the time to do it. God has given us other skills that we can help other individuals and perhaps Perhaps we will have a skill that nobody else has and we can come along some, by someone and help them minister be, or help, to, to help them by ministering to them. When believers give and minister to others, especially to believers who are suffering, the generosity always rises up in thanksgiving to God. It is God that is put up when we as servants serve him. One of the ways that God answers the prayers of others is through you and I. God blesses us with strengths, spiritual gifts, and resources. If we fail to use them, we lose them. Isn't that the truth? If we have a muscle and we never exercise it, all of a sudden we find that our strength dissipates and leaves us but when we use our strength we get more and our faith also endures because we are exercising so the more we give the more we receive in all aspects of our lives not just in regards to finances as I said before, it is giving of our time, our energy, our wisdom, and our resources that we are able to minister to others and the joy is returned to us from the Lord. When Cheryl and I purchased a video camera many years ago, I think it was about 30 years ago, the salesperson told us something interesting about the battery life. He said that if we do not use the battery enough, that, that would shorten the lifespan of the battery immensely. Thus, if there were periods we did not use the camera, he said that we should go and turn the camera on and just drain the battery and then go and recharge it again. And he says your battery will, will last a lot longer that way. And that's true with us. The more that we give, the more that we allow the Lord to use us, the more that he gives us in order, we, in order for us to minister to other people. When God speaks to our hearts about helping and ministering to others, then we need to respond. When we do, several things will happen. First, according to verses 11 and 12, what we give what we give to help others will overflow into an expression of thanksgiving to God. In other words, God is getting the glory and thanksgiving is going to God. Second, according to verse 13, others will praise God because they have lived in obedience and they are generous. And then third, according to verse 14, other people's hearts will go out to us because we are generous. And fourth, thanks will go to God for this indescribable gift in verse 15. 
Paul talks about the indescribable gift. Now, what is the indescribable gift that Paul is talking about here? It is God giving his one and only son to us. For God so loved that he gave. For God so loved that he gave. He first gives to us. He first loves us. Then we can love. And as I said, when God gives to us, we can give back. Had God not given, you and I would have been lost forever, separated from him. Jesus paid the price for our sins by giving his own life. He gave his own life for us and he first gave to us did you know that we can never outgive god and i'm sure most of you or many of you have found that to be true and at some point it will always come back to us in a blessing not necessarily in the blessing that you have blessed something else but in another dimension God will always bless us. I want to close with this story. The man's name was Fleming, and he was a poor Scottish farmer. One day, while trying to eke out a living on his farm, he heard a cry for help coming from a nearby bog. He dropped his tools and ran. There mired, mired to his waist in black mud was a terrified boy screaming and struggling to free himself. Farmer Fleming saved the lad from what could have been a slow and terrifying death. The next day, a fancy carriage pulled up to the Scotsman's sparse surroundings. An elegant dressed nobleman stepped out and introduced him as the boy of the, uh, the father of the boy Fleming had saved. I want to repay you, said the nobleman. You saved my son. No, I can't accept that for, for what I did, the farmer replied, waving off the offering. At the moment, the farmer's son came, uh, came to the door of the family house. In that, is that your son, the nobleman asked? Yes, the farmer replied proudly. I'll make you a deal. Let me take him and give him an education. If the lad is anything like his father, he'll grow into a man you can be proud of. And he did. In time, farmer's son, the farmer's son graduated from St. Mary's Hospital Medical School in London and went on to become a man who discovered penicillin. Someone once said, what goes around comes around. When you help someone else, you will be, be bringing joy into, the into your life also. Farmer Fleming saved the boy. The boy's father gave a gift to the farmer's son, who in turn gave a gift to the world. And here's where the story even gets better. Years after, the nobleman's son was stricken with pneumonia. And what saved him? Dr. Fleming's penicillin. Ironic, isn't it? Oh, and one more thing. You might think it 
to be interesting. You might think it's more interesting here yet. The name of the noble man was Lord Randolph Churchill, and his son, the one who was saved by the farmer, one was none other than Sir Winston Churchill. You see, God does bless as we give to others, and we need to do that. Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running, into, running over, and will pour into your, and be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Ask that you stand with us for our last song. It's number 31. Now thank we all our God. Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generation forever and ever. Amen. May you go in the peace and the strength of our Lord.